Welcome to the latest installment of the Evolution Exchange podcast, joined by a very experienced panel of tech leaders to discuss an intriguing topic, taking the leap from corporation to startup. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, and Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Before we delve deeper into this topic, let's work our way around the room and make some introductions. So, Christian. Yeah. Thanks a lot for inviting me. I think I've been here a couple of times. I don't know if people, if I'm worth remembering, but if you do, then hi again. Um, I, uh, I'm an engineer, uh, product development innovation, back from a Danish university, uh, care a lot about all that and entrepreneurship. I uh, spent my time in a, in a startup that grew into a stock-listed company and got all the good and the bad stuff through that, got to experience that kind of journey. And then, uh, as I think we all do at some point, you think, can I do it better? So I, I decided to give that a go. I jumped out, uh, started my own, together with a co-founder, focusing on uh, large language models within life science, uh, biotech. Hopefully, we, we ride that wave positively otherwise we we try something else that's nice and rasmus yeah hi all uh, my name is rasmus i'm the head of product at the uh, drip uh drip is selling uh, data uh, as a service for water utilities and the water utility uh, has the responsibility to provide clean drinking water and uh, handle the wastewater and the rainwater in cities and uh, due to climate change um, um we experience more rain at least here in Northern Europe, uh, and also more intense rain, and the existing capacity of uh, the drainage system are becoming too small. So, uh, yeah, so to to avoid digging up the ex- existing pipe system, uh, wasting money on CO2, then Grip Solution helps the utilities with information on where the risk of flooders, uh, flooding are, uh, are and uh, where there might be space for optimization. And uh, we collect data from uh, our own produced hardware sensors and present it on uh, our web platform. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I live in Copenhagen with my two small kids and my girlfriend. Uh, and that uh, takes very much of my spare time. Very nice. Thank you for the introduction. And Pais? Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, my name is uh, my name is Pais. Uh, I have a, a background within uh, digital uh, product development. Uh, and uh, currently, I'm uh, head of product in uh, in a small uh, health tech uh, startup called uh, called HealthBody, uh, where we are basically uh, working on on creating uh, digital uh, products which can uh, support people living with uh, with various kinds of uh, of chronic diseases. Um, yeah, on the on the private side, uh, I have a wife and also uh, two small uh, two small children, uh, two and five years old. Uh, so I think, uh, like Rasmus, uh, most of my my spare time is spent with the uh, with that uh, and uh, and whatever is uh, is left uh, is uh, is mainly uh, is mainly spent with uh, with friends and also uh, have a 
uh, a keen interest in uh, in in physical exercise so a lot of running uh, and riding uh, riding my mountain mountain bike in the in the forest whenever there is time which is uh, which is not that often uh, at the moment at least thank you very much for that and last but not least peter <laughs> thank you yeah so i'm peter uh, i've been in, in the ic business for 20 years and done it all started startups uh been consultant for major corporations and small corporations and uh, right now i'm the ceo and founder of historian and historian we're trying to we think that web analytics is missing history uh, so right now we're just storing the numbers and what the visitors did we're not storing the experiences we exposed them to and what the team behind the 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 web did um yeah and on the prime side i, I have a daughter and a girlfriend and when i'm not uh, with them or doing the startup i i box four times a week with a former world champion i'm yeah. gonna have to i'm gonna have to leave him a follow-up question who's a world champion uh he's called the sheer aura he's got a he's got a team that's it's 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 not that i'm a i i box him uh really then then i you would be seeing me on camera with a a different face um but but he has this uh, program where we have a small team where we we uh, meet up and trade four times it's excellent. I can highly recommend it. It's called Trade Like a Chair. Very nice. Well, thank you for that, Peter. And right at the podcast recording, I asked each person to put forward a question, just in terms of something they'd like to find out from the other panelists. So, Christian, I know you had a great question. If you'd like to pose that to the group. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm asking this because I'm not quite sure myself, so I might have some perspective on it, but let's see uh, what you all answer. So, my question is, when you took the leap, um, what feelings, milestones, and indicators do you consider uh, for what to keep, you know, keep you going, pivot, or entirely stop your project? And uh, why do you choose these, and have they been helpful so far? And I guess the the foundation is uh, sometimes success is is fairly easy to to feel and and, and measure, but uh, failure and and you know setbacks comes all the time. So so when when have you had enough, and how do you know? Uh, I guess asking for a friend. Obviously, we having a lot of success over here, but um, but yeah. So then, uh, Claes, could you maybe give that give you input on that? Yeah, sure. I can. Uh, I I can start with my with my initial thoughts at least. Uh, I think, of course, uh, like for me, the situation uh, might be a little bit uh, a little bit different since I joined an uh, an existing uh, startup uh, and uh, and was uh, was not a, a, a co-founder my myself. Um, so of course you can say in, in in that sense it's not it's not completely uh, or entirely up to me uh, to whether we should keep going or whether we should uh, we should change or whether we should uh, we should we should stop the the project uh, uh, as such that that of course gives a little bit different uh, perspective on it than uh, than if if uh, if you if you actually are the the founder but that being said. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think about or didn't set any kind of objective milestones or measures or indicators that would kind of uh, provide me the, the the answer of of whether it, it would make sense for me to keep uh, to keep going or to uh, or or, uh, or to stop. I think from from my perspective, it's very much uh, more of a of a feeling of whether uh, I truly believe in the in the project and the in the direction it's taking and and in the in the goals that the, that we are setting more than it's kind of something that that objective measures can uh, can kind of give me the 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 answer the answer to also because I think at least from my from my point of view no matter what kind of objective measure I would I would set up it would still be 
uh, at a continuous basis, a matter of of, of whether I really really uh, have my heart in it and whether I truly believe in the in the next steps. Uh, at least if 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 I am to uh, to put the to put the the hard work and uh, and the, the commitment to the to the project at at any given time. And I think that's needed. Uh, that you that you really you really have that feeling uh, that you can succeed at all time. Otherwise, you uh, I don't think you I don't think you will succeed. So uh, so for me, it's probably more of a of a feeling that it's 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 something uh, objective. I mean, that's I, I like that perspective. I'm just uh, you say feelings, and that's part of what I at least measure with as well. And and I don't know about you, but sometimes I have crushing uh, feeling of failure or despair, or is this going anywhere personally or whatever. I mean maybe once in a while, but that, that stuff can change and all that. Do you have any considerations or experiences on when does, when is it too much, uh, or, you know, is it just powering through and then you, you have an epiphany one day, whether or not it's right or wrong? Yeah. I, I don't think it's something, at least from my, it's not something that I consider like on a, on a, on a, on a day to day basis, but I think, and I also had that actually when, when, uh, when not being in a startup, sometimes it's, it's, uh, I think it's good to kind of, uh, take a step back and look at whether you are, you are still uh, you still believe in what you are doing, and it and it still makes sense, and you still believe that uh, that you can uh, that you can succeed. Um, but yeah, I don't think I have any kind of clear answer as to uh, to to how or when to uh, to to do that, and 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 how to do it in the in the right way. I think like to me, it is really really important that I kind of believe in the direction and the and the and the high level goals but that's also what's what's getting me through the tough times uh mm-hmm. that i still truly believe that that uh, that the that the that the the direction is uh, is the right one and 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 that what we do actually makes uh, makes sense and that we can we can succeed with it uh, but of course if that feeling starts to fade uh then uh, then then i'm not uh, able to to kind of pull through in in the tough times either so so that is truly important to me great i mean great i hope i can I mean, in terms of it being, you know, rather than it being an objective measure, definitely nice to hear that it's a case of feeling some of your heart still in it. But Peter, what's your take? I know you're undergoing a very similar journey to that of Christian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, we got uh, we got funding from the government uh, from an InnoFounder scholarship, and and that's uh, it's really nice. They just give you money. It's it's. Uh, I was I was amazed when we got it. They they don't want any equity back, and they even they have advisors to help you and all that stuff. And that funding will run out in February next year. So my kind of uh, uh, milestone or or the deadline to hit was to uh, it or is to to build a sustainable business uh, by that time. Um, software development. Uh, at least when you're making your own product, uh, can kind of get out of control with with you not really uh, doing the right features for the customers, and, and and maybe you're not achieving the product market fit. Uh, but it, we've already made the first sales, um, so I'm I'm confident that we'll make it. But it's it's uh, for me it's been very much uh, a financial way of looking at it because I, I've. At least the, the way I feel about it is you're going to have all kinds of feels during the startup phase. You're going to be the saddest and the happiest. At, at, that's at least my experience with it. You're, every time a customer says no, you're going <laughs> to you're gonna be really sad. And every time they, says, they said yes, it's like uh, marrying the love of your life. It's, it's, uh, it's an amazing roller coaster. 
So for me, it's it's been just okay. We'll we'll do the innovator. We we have to find ourselves on top of that, and and see if we can create a sustainable business. Uh, and that is that is the deadline. Yeah. On how to pivot is is harder though, but that's uh because uh, uh, you you talk to different customers and 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 sometimes you have to be really sharp on which segment or which ICP you're aiming at, and and we're going through some of that. Uh, but I think we have a, a pretty clear idea uh, regarding the vision. The uh, the thing that we're building is something that I really, really wish I had in my previous role. It was really something that was missing and I could see our business kind of going in circles in the online area because we did not really learn from the past. We just repeated the same mistakes. So it's it's a, and it's something that's been brewing uh, with me for for quite a while. Uh, so so it's yeah, I I really feel like I need to to build this and and get it out there. Uh, but but if if uh, I can't uh, make a sustainable business by the deadline, then then I'll I'll have to stop. And what about yourself, Rasmus? I know that your journey's been along the course of your career from corporation to startup, corporation to startup. Tell us a little bit about your experiences on, you know, taking the leap and finding these milestones. Uh, yeah, um, I think uh, for me personally, um, I am I'm very motivated by making some kind of impact, and probably a lot of us uh, are. But uh, and and for some of you uh, here, for example, you, Christian um, uh, and Clay, you are you're working uh, within health, so maybe making an impact for. Providing better life for people would be a would be a motiv- motivator, and for me, it's a, it's I have found out that uh, especially doing something good for our planet is a is a, a huge motivator, and um and and I believe of course that a lot of startups have some kind of motivation uh, and wanted to make life better for some people or easier or whatever the services uh, is doing. But uh, but but um, since I all I've also uh, worked places that is not making an, a huge impact and uh, on the planet, and I, I really I, I found out that that that's a huge motivator uh, for me. Um, and then of course personally, how can my work uh, specific uh, specific um, play a large role? And uh, of course, if you are really large uh, in a large corporate. Um, maybe you are playing a smaller role in for the whole service of that of that company, uh, and that of course is one of the the interesting uh, things about being in a startup is that it can be very tough, but it can also be extremely rewarding that you are that you have a, a big impact of what you're doing since you are normally less people, and therefore the the impact of your work specifically. Is uh, is uh, has a, a huge impact, and that's uh, for me extremely motivating. Um, at the moment, I'm not a founder myself, so therefore uh, I've been that before. So I know that um, uh, if you are sitting with the whole responsibility yourself, it can be uh, in tough times. Uh, it can be much more hard than being an employee. But um, but I I've, I think uh, uh, working as an employee in a startup, I think it's for me at least. Also with small kids, and so it's a nice, uh, it's a nice balance between having responsibility, but at the same time not um, sitting at the, the end of the table. Um, so, so, um, and that's been a, a, a huge motivator for me, also because 
as a founder, I I found it I found it sometimes uh, emotional hard to sit uh, with all the decisions in the end. Definitely some great takes there. I mean, Christian, what's your take on it? It's a question you post. Yeah, well, I I um, I asked the question to figure this out myself, but I guess I I did uh, create some kind of ideas uh, after these smart people were talking. <clears throat> I think for uh, for me and for our company, it's and of course sitting with the founder role, it has its ups and downs and frustrations. Uh, I think we I think we clarified that, and and obviously as uh, as was said earlier, uh, money is a, is a pretty decent uh, limitation or guidance for what is feasible or not. Uh, we, we were also lucky to get some money from the Innovation Fund as an InnoBooster grant, uh, and that helps a lot. And also very, very nice that, it, that it, they don't take equity. Um, but I think for me, when I dig deep and I worry or get frustrated, it's whether or not the activities are making, I mean, yeah, making a difference. I, I think I'm very pragmatic in, in the way, like obviously we work with healthcare and biotech and if our product works then researchers will build build stuff quicker and that'll be great um but i think for me more a selfish perspective is that the users actually give a shit about our product and use it Uh, so that kind of perspective is what drives me um i make a difference by creating something that is used i've seen when it is not used and that's so frustrating um so that's i think my driving force in the end that the if I keep the what really matters in mind, the users, then then I think it will be all right. And then, of course, all the practical limitations will come and tell me what can and cannot be done if we run out of money or if we, whatever happens. Um, so I think that's that's my perspective. And and it has helped so far. It's a it's a good guidance to consider whether or not an email, a post, or a, some kind of podcast is the right thing to do, um, or if it's a building stuff for the customers but sometimes you have to wait for them so podcasts are okay as well i think it was really great to hear you guys opinions on that question i think if there was one thing you know you mentioned at the start whether you should keep going whether you should pivot whether you should entirely stop i think one thing that you really encapsulated is how much of an emotive journey it is i mean clive you started off you know it's not an objective measure it's whether your heart's in it and then peter i know you said it's like a roller coaster with the love of your life and then Christine, you just rounded it off with it as it's ups and downs. And I think you really encapsulated the journey that you're on being within a startup environment. So really insightful for me to listen to that from an outside perspective. But I mean, Rasmus, I know that you had a question you wish to pose to the, the panel. If you'd like to take it away. Of course. Uh, so my question is, um, how do you find the balance in a startup between processes and waste of time procedures? And um, I can maybe elaborate a, a bit on that because... Um, uh, since working both, uh, I know, of course, also that um, when working in a large corporate, of course, you are experienced some kind of failures, at least in, uh, not so many as in a startup, but still sometimes you find a, a failure or a bug in your solution or a service. Um, and um, since you normally in a large corporate have many users or many customers or um, at least someone paying a lot of money for that, uh, you uh, you will often set up some kind of process to avoid that failure to happen again in the future. Uh, since it's simply too expensive, you will have too much churn or uh, uh, people will not pay or, or whatever. You cannot onboard new customers uh, for the service and that will be way too expensive. Uh, and that, of course, improves your product setting up these processes because uh, hopefully those failures you uh, imagine, they, uh, they won't happen again. But um, but at the same time, it's uh, it also maybe slow you a bit down in your business. It, it can be uh, bureaucratic and uh, also uh, set down your agility. 
Um, and in a startup, of course, you need to be agile and you need to learn fast. And uh, typically, you will make a lot of failures. Um, but my opinion is that you cannot use the same uh, same processes in a, in as you do in a startup uh, or in, as you do in a in a in a lot of corporate because. Uh, of course, these processes they they will kill you. Um, uh, I think at least. So so therefore, my question: so when when do you kind of find out where the right time is to set up a process, uh, and when is it sometimes waste of uh, when is it the waste of time procedures? Hope that makes sense. Um, and uh, I don't know who, who want to start. Maybe you, Peter. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I, I can tell you about uh, in historic. We have one process. Uh, and that's uh, that's capturing the history. There's there's one thing that we need to do every day that we cannot fail at, and and that is capturing the history. And for that, we do all sorts of monitoring. And, and every time we, we we have a mistake, we we implement monitoring for it, and we do like a five minute check of each customer. And it, it's it's actually amazing if you, when you're testing IT systems, uh, at least in my experience. It's amazing how far you can get with five minutes. It's you, you can really you can really go far. It's not gonna it's not uh, exhaustive, but it's it's good enough for us to be confident that that we've done this correctly. Other than that, we have uh, our well, we take a walk each morning. Uh, the the two founders uh, in in a nearby park. Uh, that's that's also a process, but that's um, that's it. Other than that, it's just uh, yeah, kind of um, follow the, the the plan for implementing the stuff and trying to reach the objectives that we set up. Hey, interesting. Like the walk thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christian. Yeah, um, I think I think it doesn't only apply to startups, but of course, uh, it's a good place to to consider it. I think what what I tend to to consider there is is you know an organization uh, whether it's a startup for two people or you know a very large one is not really stronger or weaker than the people that are supposed to carry out these processes uh, i mean i guess stuff's moving with the generative ai and all that but but until then um and in terms of that i think it's about listening to the people who are actually supposed to do these procedures and processes um we we in our team uh, my my co-founder is the renegade visionary and i probably make processes without even noticing um uh, it's like clockwork when i go to lunch and uh, i probably eat the same thing if he doesn't ask me if it's not getting boring and then i get a little embarrassed you know those kind of things um so i think between us we'll find a pretty good balance where he will push for new exciting stuff and i will try and systematize things and in between that it's it's pretty good uh so i think it's just as much, and, and that's uh, if an organization is healthy, then it represents whatever you are and where you're going, who you're working with, and then that reflects whatever processes is needed or not needed. And when it goes wrong, sometimes in large organizations, then it's because the decision power or the people who are supposed to run that and decide it may decide it on top of everybody else, and then it then it fails. Yeah, uh, Peter? Yeah, it just occurred to me that one of the things that re is really, really nice about being at least in a in a very small startup is that you can assume 100% accountability of, of all of the employees. One of the things that processes can do for when you're in larger settings, if you have somebody who's really not taking the responsibility all that close to heart, 
then processes can still get something good out of them. But if you have people who were smart people all the time want to improve stuff, then then I think you can you can kind of lower the amount of processes you need. Yeah, that's good point. Yeah, you were done, Kristen. So, jump on. Yeah, the uh, place. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, uh, interesting, uh, interesting question and interesting, uh, interesting dis- uh, discussion. Because I think, like to me, also uh, like uh, one of the one of the biggest uh, advantages of a, of a startup compared to a, like a, a large corporate is also basically the the ability uh, to do whatever makes sense in whatever situation you're in. Uh, without having to uh, to follow like uh, strict uh, processes or, or procedures, of course, also because you are usually quite quite few people and quite close, uh, so uh, there's not really the risk that someone will uh, will make a decision that will uh, where they don't really see the consequences uh, uh, other other places in the in the in the business. But of course, that being said, it, it's also to some extent uh, uh, to some extent uh, a balance. Uh, where you also don't want to go into something which is like completely uh, chaotic and you don't really think about what you're doing and why because everybody's just so busy about doing something. Um, so for me, and also when talking about uh, like uh, developing uh, developing products, um, I believe in, in like having some quite strong principles, uh, maybe more than, than, than strict uh, processes about how you do things uh, and what is truly important when you... Uh, when you are creating uh, creating new uh, new products, just to avoid kind of the the usual pitfalls that you can easily uh, that you can easily jump into, where it's it's more about uh, uh, finding out uh, great new uh, features that you find really interesting to build, uh, and maybe losing the perspective of uh, of what uh, what value they should actually bring for your your users and your and your customers, right? So there's of course some some really good principles you can use in order not to to uh, to uh, to uh, to, uh, to fall into those. Uh, those pitfalls, but when that, with that being said, I think you uh, you still need to have a very uh, a very pragmatic uh, approach uh, where you can uh, where you can basically do whatever makes sense in whatever situ- situation you you're in, but maybe just be a little bit aware of uh, of when you are doing something which uh, which uh, which might not be uh, like uh, whatever the, the the textbooks are are, are proposing you to uh, are proposing you to do. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think uh, I think it's a balance, and and I just think like having the perspective that whatever process or whatever procedure you might uh, you might uh, you might implement uh, or uh, or you might uh, you might want to uh, to follow, then uh, it should also it should always be with the perspective that it should support uh, where you want to go uh, and not uh, not become an, an obstacle for doing uh, for doing the the logical and the right and the, and the right thing. Any uh, any uh, final comments from your side, uh, Rasmus? You all, you already uh, explained a little bit your thinking, but uh, anything else you want to to add? Uh, no, I think I I, I agree. Um, I think what I heard was uh, for uh, most of you was that uh, that if 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 you have the right team, it's kind of like you will find the processes with, which makes most uh, most best sense for for the company, and uh, and I really. Um, I really agree to that. So, um, so um, yeah, good to hear. Yeah, thank you very much for them insights. I think some great points in terms of the flexibility it provides when you know you've got smart people who are 100% accountable and the benefits that not having strict processes can achieve. But a, cre- a question that you've posed to the group class is of the opposite nature. So, if you'd like to post that one, 
Yeah, sure. Uh, we already touched upon uh, like some of the some of the great things and uh, and positive things about working in a, in a, in a startup, and I think there are there are lots of those. Um, but of course, it's uh, it also goes for the uh, for the opposite when talking about uh, larger uh, larger corporations. Um, I think one thing that would be interesting for me to uh, to uh, to judge upon is is what what you guys are actually uh, missing from being in a in a large or at least larger uh, corporation compared with uh, with being in a in a in a small uh, startup, and also why why are you missing uh, exactly uh, exactly that? Will you uh, give it a go, Rasmus? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, I think uh, yeah. Uh, according to what we have been talking to already, it's uh, it's interesting to uh, it, this is an interesting touch point um, because uh, of course. I at least missed uh, miss uh, some of the uh, some of the parts of the corporate um, business. So um, so I think why the upside of a startup is that you have a lot of hats, a lot of responsibilities. Uh, of course, the downside of that is that sometimes you miss an expert within a certain area. That could be like law, if you're sitting with some terms or anything that you uh, something like that that you you want to work out, and. Um, uh, you're trying. You're doing your best, but you know you are not a. I at least am not a, a law expert, uh, and um, uh, and that's what I that I can really miss for for a large company that there are all, always some really really bright experts uh, within almost all areas. Uh, so you you have all always some some kind of expert that you can ask, uh, and uh, I, I I really miss that. So so that I think that will that will be my number one answer for that question makes sense yeah. anything uh, from your side uh, christian oh yeah i mean except for the corporate card uh, <laughs> i guess uh, <laughs> no i mean it, it goes a little bit into that right there's uh, I, I generally see it and of course that's that's why i have been circling around and interested in startups for the most of the time that the scale is a balance or kind of a transition between um, flexibility ideas fun or whatever you want to call it, all those intangibles and towards uh, the other side, which is resources and directions and structure and all that. And that scale is, you know, you want to be on different parts for different times. Uh, of course, it was frustrating in large organizations when something is exciting, interesting or an opportunity, but there's a million processes or lines of product or customers or whatever that's in the way to do it. And then on the other side, now that we are a, a startup with a lot of vision, ideas, and opportunities, but don't necessarily have the resources. It plays a little bit into the previous point on uh, on having the experts. I mean, I represent the entire product, and <laughs> I haven't I've never really done any one of the things, you know, as an expert or specialist. So I can do everything mediocre at best, and I guess they'll have to do until we hire people. But also the whole resources in terms of that to run for those projects and go full full in on them but then the more i think about it the more that that attracts me the more the 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 glooming dark skies of having to deal with the bureaucracy than than interest right so that's why i guess i find comfort in the fact that uh, i would rather than deal with it myself and have the flexibility than than the opportunity and resources of course sometimes there's those these great projects in, in large organizations and i miss those when it's like yeah, we can do this, and we have, uh, you know, practically unlimited money to get it done. Uh, that's fun, uh, but yeah, sometimes that's a waste. All right, cool. Anything to add, uh, Peter, from your side? I, th- I think the th- the thing that I miss the most 
from 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 corporate life is uh, is the chance to to make uh, people better. Uh, one of the things that I did a lot was manage teams, and and I really liked uh, giving people the tools and finding the motivations and and making them better at what they do and making them enjoy it more. I think that's some of my in corporates that's been in the, that's that's been some of my most joyful moments when when you succeed in that. And and with the startup, we're we're just two people, and and we're just uh, doing each silo. Um, so so I don't really get the the mentoring part uh, from being in this, in the startup, and and I really miss that. And and the lunch, of course. Yeah. And what about yourself, guys? What do you miss about the corporate world? Yeah, some interesting uh, some interesting points. Uh... My thinking was actually very close to what uh, what uh, what Rasmus also uh, also mentioned. I think like uh, coming from uh, from like huge organizations like uh, like the uh, like Danske Bank uh, and going uh, into like smaller and smaller uh, organizations to 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 where I am uh, I'm, I am now. I only a handful of uh, of people. I I. I don't think I ever realized how much I appreciated the fact that you could just pick up the phone uh, or, or or Teams or mail and and then basically write uh, whomever expert you needed in the, within a specific field, uh, and they were just uh, ready to uh, to help you with whatever question you might have. Uh, I think that has been a kind of a uh, an interesting experience coming into something where you basically need extremely broad. Uh, uh, profiles and resources who can who can uh, span a, a really really uh, really really broad areas because you don't you just don't have the the resources to hire people who are who are like extremely focused on a, on a very specific area. So having access to those kind of uh, of, of experts is is, is, uh, is something that uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't think I really appreciated it when I uh, when I had the uh, the opportunity. So that's definitely something that I uh, something that I uh, that I miss. Um, yeah, and then of course uh, you can say that you don't have the neither for the for yourself than uh, but also for the people who are who are who are working in uh, in, in in the company. You don't have the the opportunity to to kind of form roles that really fit with the individual because there's just a there's a bunch of of, of of jobs that needs to be done, a lot of work, and you basically just need to divide it between the people that you you have. So also a little bit into your point, uh, Peter, like. Of course, you want to make everyone happy and 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 like uh, define uh, roles that are motivating and uh, but but there's just a limit as to how much you can how much you can actually you can actually do that because uh, like you cannot just move to another department or or create a new uh, kind of uh, type of role if if there's no need um, you basically just uh, yeah have a bunch of tasks and 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 you need to uh, to figure out who are the best ones to solve them and and that's that's just that's just how it is when you are at the stage that uh, that we are at at least. And uh, of course, when you hopefully start scaling at some point, then uh, then more uh, opportunities uh, arise to uh, to kind of uh, move people in the direction that they that they really want to go. But uh, but that's of course difficult when you are when you are when you're very few people. Well, again, some really nice answers, and I liked how you know there was a bit of commonality there, but there was also some very different points in terms of you got a lot more responsibility, you missed the specialists. I mean, Christian, I like when you said it's a trade-off between fun and flexibility and structure and resources that the large corporation has and how that sits somewhere on a scale. And then even, Peter, down to yourself, the mentoring of people and the job satisfaction that can provide. But one thing I think we've done really well in and we've tackled in depth is 
things actually within the organization and within the the working world but peter i know that your question takes a slightly different tone and it's something outside of work so i'd be intrigued to hear the opinions of the others on this yeah it's it's more along the 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 private uh, side of things uh, so it's what do you do to manage expectations with your significant significant others uh doing a startup has a huge impact on uh, on most households so so what do you do to manage expectations and and keep them managed i guess i can give it a go um i'm i think it's fair to say i'm the youngest in the audience uh, or the the sorry, panelist uh, so i found a girlfriend that had an apartment and that was very helpful um i mean jokes jokes aside uh we were we were a couple uh, about a year's time, and then I I said I I'm I'm thinking about doing a startup, and I live very expensive. Could I potentially move in? Uh, and she was I, I I don't know why, but uh, she was she was open for it and, and happy about me. So so that was that helped of course a lot on that front. Um, and then I call myself a stay-at-home boyfriend because I don't have a salary. Um, let's see how that pans out. At some point I will. But uh, but it was extremely important um of course financial uh, i i made sure that i had the buffer i needed so to to pursue this i could do it one or the other way um but more importantly actually the 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 emotional and the structure at home uh, because those things go up and down and you get pushed on different uh, perspectives and limits something you haven't done before and get get challenged by there's nothing to do there's too much to do uh, customers are you know hard to get all that stuff uh, so that was, I think, both a challenge, but also very important to have someone uh, in the household or at home that were able to to spar and and give perspective. It also helps that she's working in a similar field and, and is able to give me perspective on things I don't know much about. Um, but but most importantly, emotional support uh, and then you know finances, of course, that will have to be figured out at some point. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it it actually struck me. Uh, all of a sudden how important it was and i think it would be hard to do without um i mean of course finance but especially the emotions rasmus what's uh, what's your take on this uh yeah actually i really agree christian that um that the that the hard part is the emotion so so of course both handle, handling uh, the emotions on work but also when you get home because uh yeah you, you can get physically home but are you also mentally home uh, and I have really been struggling with that uh, uh, especially when I um, when uh, I was one of the founders in in the previous startup um so so actually uh, and, and that's also has been a big learning process for me also uh, uh, starting here in in my present work because uh, I, I knew that that was a, a, a huge value for me that yeah I I um, I can work hard, and uh, and and also I can uh, I can uh, think a lot about uh, what happened today on on my on my trip back home. But then I, when I get home, uh, it should be only very few days in a week where I I'm not mentally there when I get when I get uh, back home. And um, so that's been a I found out that that's a huge value for me. Uh, I can work harder, and I can work hard in periods, but it's it's uh, very important for me to um, to to have time with my family, with my kids, but also spare times uh, uh, seeing friends and uh, and uh, doing whatever you, you like in your spare time. So uh, so I um, I think it's a very relevant question, and I also I have this feeling or that that understanding of the uh, entrepreneur environment, at least in Copenhagen, that uh, 
that there is some kind of more focus focus on this work life balance uh, within the within uh, the entrepreneuring uh, environment and um uh, and i think that's a, a, that's a good focus and this uh, this may be a bit more old fashioned um uh, yeah tell the tell the family that you they will see you in 10 years and then you just uh, 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 work all uh, uh, all day but that that's kind of that's kind of like nuts you you, you don't see that quite so often anymore um uh, and and at least i could i try i try to kind of tap into that environment um uh, or or maybe that working lifestyle uh, early on in my early startup that was also before i had kids but i know um uh, for sure that i cannot do that anymore uh, and i don't want to do that anymore so um so uh, and i talk a lot with, with my girlfriend about that and i think that's 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 an, a very important uh talk to have with your uh, with your significant and, and your family so i will uh, definitely recommend that for for everybody yeah so class what's what do you think uh yeah i have the i like um, also mentioned in the in the, in the in the in the beginning uh i have the i have two small two small kids um and that of course kind of uh, put some some quite strict uh, boundaries on, uh, on on what is possible and and what is not possible from a at least from a time kind of uh time pers- per perspective um so then kids have that uh a really really nice uh nice feature that uh that the uh, that they basically uh they have, they have some very specific needs they are extremely good at uh, at making you aware of uh, what those needs are uh whenever then whenever they are they are needed and they don't really care about your your working situation so so from that from, from that perspective uh uh they are they are actually quite good at uh at uh at, at forcing you of being uh being uh, being being home and being with your family and also being uh being present because they can definitely sense if you are if you are not so to me that's uh that that's actually uh that's actually a good thing i think the most important uh thing for me is is uh is, is flexibility uh so the ability to uh to uh to work uh when uh when it uh, when it fits into uh to to my uh, my 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 family life uh um and that's to some extent actually easier in a in a in a startup setting than it is in a in a big corporate setting where you are dependent on a lot of of uh, of people uh, their priorities their calendars uh whatever uh what uh what, whatever there is to uh, to take into account there so to me flexibility is the most important thing so i have the ability to be with my with my with my kids and and my my wife and 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 uh, and my family family when uh, when needed but also have the flexibility to uh, to work at odd times uh, when that is uh, when that is required so i think that's 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 super that's super important and then i think in general maybe also like like uh, like christian also uh, also mentioned like We also have the perspective that that uh, at least me and my and my wife, like whatever we do, we do it we do it together. So it's the it's the total picture that's uh, that's that's important. And and if that kind of adds up for us as a family, then uh, then we're good. Um, even though it might be that uh, that uh, yeah that uh, that the balance can can shift on uh, who is working how much and uh, and who is uh, who is earning what and uh, and so on. Um, but it's, uh, I think we have the perspective that it's the it's the total picture, and as long as that adds up, then uh, then uh, then we can uh, then we can deal with it. And how about you, uh, Peter? What's your what's your perspective on it? Yeah, it's <laughs> well, uh, right now, um, I I think I actually sold my girlfriend's historian. I think she was really the first customer, 
so so I got her on the journey, and she's uh, I, I share every uh, ups and every up and down with her, um, but I'm also aware that that is not sustainable. That is something that we can do for like a year or something. And then I'll have to transition into something more normal. Um, right now we're coming out of development and I'm transitioning into a sales role. So I, I imagine that that the 60, 80 hour weeks, uh, work weeks uh, will be fewer. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but, but it's really something, uh, I wouldn't say I figured this one out. It's, it's, uh, it's ongoing. Make some great points though. And I really like the question, Peter. I think it took a nice turn away from corporate world startup, the ups and downs of that, that journey into something a little bit more, something we never covered before in these podcasts, where it is a little bit more emotive, how, you know, you, you are reliant on your, your partner and the way in which these guys approach it was really nice to hear and some insights in there that were quite unique. But at this, at this point, what I ask is, is there anything further to add or any final questions that anyone would like to pose? In which case, I'd like to thank you all for some amazing contributions. If you'd like to be involved in a future podcast, please reach me on LinkedIn or drop me an email at connor.leyland at evolution-nordics.com. See you soon.